And welcome to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Tuesday, 6th of December. I'm your host, Ben, joined by Christopher Keane. How are you? Uh, going all right, mate. Going all right. I don't know why you're so happy after putting up a big 68 burger this week, but uh, maybe this is because of the week before. Absolutely. We didn't get to get on the week before. It is the tradition that is not a tradition. But Hod, how does it feel to celebrate? Oh, boys. It's been a bit of a layoff, but it is worth it for that song. What a tune. What a tune. And we are going back a week, aren't we? Yeah. Week 12. Uh, and I'm just crunching the numbers here, boys. And we scored 355 points combined. How good are we? <laughs> Jesus. Did you, uh, I was going to ask, did you go and have a celebratory massage to uh, to celebrate the uh, incoming quarterback on your roster this week, mate? Well, it was a two-for-one special uh, massage because it was the celebration cool in the gang plus Deshaun's homecoming. Well, return. So yes, it was a it was a very good session, and I'm in uh, a lot better spirits than I was in the call in last week. Let's just put it that way. You didn't uh, celebrate with a piano as well. Oh, I did. I sh- certainly did. The cherry on top. Wrong. Did uh, what I didn't uh, ask did you, you double boys bag is, it? <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't ask you boys was when I hung up. I think I disconnected Jim. Or did it just keep rolling? I, no, I you, can't remember. You sort of, from memory, just sort of, um, you gave a thought and then we we continued talking about it then asked you a follow-up question and you were just fucking gone. You just <laughs> had switched off mentally. You switched off physically from the call. Oh, I wasn't switched off physically. Don't worry, boys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I told you I was going. Correct. In fairness to Hot, he, he mentioned that he had to go, but then he literally had to go. He literally signed out as soon as he gave his little thought. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he was switched off because he was never switched on. Yeah, uh, that's to a good start with, he was just sitting there with a sock on his bed. So, <laughs> we, uh, I'll go back to at the start. You said you're doing all right, Kenny. I've, uh, I've got it on good authority that you're not doing too well. You're still, uh, you're isolating at the moment with the old vid. How yeah, are you feeling? Battling, battling a bit of vid, but uh, I'm on getting better every day. Unlike my QB room, Hod. I was I was battling the vids last week. But I, I don't believe, Keeney, that this is the vid. I think you've nailed the draft. The TV time you had was astronomical. It's gone <laughs> straight to your head, amongst other things, and now you're a bit dusty. Is that right? No, no. Nothing to do with that at all, mate. Just well, play, play my role. Well, why are your nasal passages so blocked then? <laughs> they're really blocked. <laughs> they're, they're really blocked. I'm not I, sure, but draft season, mate. Draft season. I I have it on good authority as well, and can, you can confirm or deny this, but after the draft, did you maybe just spend, uh, you know, after it when you were winding down, the next few hours just scrolling through Twitter and reading all of the rhetoric around how smart Sydney were and how they were just messing with the system. Did you have a little Biona just uh, reading through those? <laughs> a little Biona? <laughs> a little see, nine... what, see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, it's clever. A little 9pm chub, if you don't yeah. mind. <laughs> no, it was uh, yeah, all part of the fun, mate. you got to get creative. Um, 
because no one else will if you don't. So anyway. Did you say a nine PM chub or a nine CM chub? <laughs> bit of, <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of the uh, what's the the girl from the Mexican ad? Why don't we have both? Yeah, porque nos los dos. Ah, uh, well, you know what we we. Celebrated so much that we just let that song play its full entirety. That's uh, that's how starved we were of hearing that. So, with that being done, let's let's keep this rolling into the news. Every newsman in this city's laughing at us, and I don't like it. And uh, we'll kick it off with a couple of trades that went down. Who would have thought that both trades involve the fiend himself, Camo? First one saw Camo getting Samaje Pirine. Uh, off Manny and Manny getting my 2023 third. And then not that long after, Keeney, you uh, dabbled in a trade with Camo that saw you getting Gerald Everett for Camo's 2024 second. So just talk us through some thoughts on that. Maybe you could give some insight, Keeney, to where you're at. Pretty desperate from a tight end point of view. Sure was. Um, firstly, with the Samaji P. Ryan trade, I thought it was, a, as we often say on this podcast, a pretty fair trade. Uh, for both parties here with Camo owning Mixon and unfortunately uh, getting cussed the week before. But as I can attest to having Mixon for a, a lot of the time, the Bengals is just a pure volume play offense. It's obviously a good offense, but they, they both use their running backs and target their running backs heavily. And since um, Mixon was out, Piran was the one to own and, and he's got a massive work workload the last two weeks and he's been a really good option for him. So to sort of have him as a depth player when he's needing points and needing wins to get in the playoffs. Smart trading. Um, my trade with Camo, as I said to you, you boys offline, um, honestly felt gross as to do a second rounder for Gerald Everett. And I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Gerald Everett in a nice offense. So that, I suppose that part of it felt okay to me. Um, but it was a bit of a desperation play and good on Camo for seeking that out. He came to me, um, I was in two minds about pulling the trigger, but I thought at the end of the day, you get a refresh of a first, second, third, fourth round pick in, in three months' time. So you can always trade that back into the 2024 if you really need to. So I think to compete this year, that's why I did it, even though I think in general, I don't love the trade for me. Now, this um, Piron trade I really love. It's just a shame for Camo that he has absolutely whacked his last two opponents because Piran's put up 35 points over the two weeks with Mixon probably returning. But it would have been really nice if he just edged out a couple of wins because that would have been an absolute masterstroke. But either way... How many Piran jokes can you throw in there with the old masterstroke? Would have had a Biona. But either, either, way, either way, it shows the value of, um, of trading odd because if he's not on the roster of the San Diego Demons, who knows who's filling in for him? And who knows, this could be a lot closer than um, and what it currently is with Camo basically locking away a, a, a playoff spot. So smart trading from the man. And I got I got correspondence from the man this evening, actually, telling him, I told him we're going to have a little cheeky record tonight. And he did say that uh, it's trade deadline week. He's well aware of it. And he'll be working the phones till the wee hours. Well, so uh, run us through. trade... If you need to try, get in touch with the Slippery Digit himself. Just so people know when to hit up the uh, the big P. Ryan energy man himself, um, run us through what the parameters are around the trade deadline. Yeah, well, we do have the trade deadline this week to everyone listening. So it'll be before the first game this week kicks off. So um, what's that, like 10.30? 10.30 Friday, our time? 
think uh, it's even. Is it a bit later now with daylight savings? Uh, it may be, but it's before that midday, first game, yeah. before, before the week starts is when the trade deadline cuts off. So as we know, it's um, off until the uh, the final game of the season and the winner is crowned and then it's back on again. But um, last chance for your contenders to to um, find a last-minute depth option or a starter maybe or for some rebuilding teams to maybe add some draft capital before the draft. you got till 12.15 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time to uh, get that done this Friday. What so, are, What do we think, boys? Will there be will there be much movement at the deadline? What are the gut thoughts, gut feel? Well, well, yeah, what was last, last year? I can't remember, but was uh, there? No, action? last year we, we had it. A bit earlier, I reckon it. I reckon the trade deadline came about three weeks out from the end of the season, or two weeks out. And there's 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 some smart teams that often take the opportunity to really sell the dream to the contenders. And I'm thinking of one Punisher himself. I remember last year, and look in hindsight, he might have been onto something. But he did say, "Keeney, go win a ring. Go get I'll your boy. You, go get I'll the give ring, you Kelsey. And you give me pits and a first, and we'll call it a day." <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I like I like the angles that he just slides into some DMs and, uh, but that's what it's all about. It's trying to help uh, help your opposition to help yourself as well. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Is this the time of year that Papa sort of flourishes? Is that what you're saying, Keeney? Yeah, he I think just it is. Pops up and throws some DMs your way. Is you know, that right? I think he's so up and about because there's usually uh, Christmas lunches and dinners that are put, spreads that are put on. And he's just, he's got more energy about him. So, is it, of course, he's is it more up he's about. Or nourished, or because it's free and he doesn't have to spend the $43 at Aldi that week? Both. Uh, both yeah. categories tick there. Um, a player that gets mentioned a lot in our league, probably more than he deserves to be, Baker Mayfield, uh, released by the Panthers during their bye week. So, the, a failed experiment there to go with their other failed experiment and the tr- Darnold trade. So, they're rolling out the last game of the season with PJ Walker and Donald, um, or last few games of the season, I should say. And, uh, yeah, Mayfield now all going to uh, circulate the rumours about where he could end up and we'll get into maybe potential landing spots. Yeah, well, as the, as the Mayfield owner, I've been keeping a pretty close eye on this one, obviously. But the interesting one about this one, guys, is that you could call it what you want to call it, but the Panthers didn't technically cut Mayfield. He asked to be released. A, because it saves the Panthers $1.5 million, but B, also because he probably thinks he's behind PJ Walker and Darnold at the moment. And also he sees the opportunity to play with a San Fran if they do pick him up. So I think smart from from both sides here in terms of both both uh, sides getting a bit of a benefit uh, from a cap saving, but also Baker, from my point of view, hopefully lands with the Niners. That'd be nice. So is it um, the 49ers, let's say they entertain that thought, is picking up a bloke who couldn't, rise in the depth chart above an XFL player, what they should be looking for going into playoffs? It's a, it's a good question. It's whether probably the, the coaching staff back their own scheme in to, to make it work. I'm not sure. But um, the the, um, the part of me thinks he wouldn't request, a tri- uh, wouldn't request a release if he didn't know the team was interested. Sorry, I fucking can't speak. Hod and I could jump in and help you out, but it's kind of just better to watch you struggle. Yeah, my throat's fucked. For mine, like surely his manager knows there's some interest from other teams and that's why he's asked to be released. So I'm going to stop talking, but uh, that's my two cents. He'll land on a team and he'll be be playing soon. 
Okay. It, oh, Big call. All I heard was throat fucking releases <laughs> in the same <laughs> sentence. Jesus Christ. Now he's just oh, coughing he's, up a big load. He's dying. It's, all right. Oh, we'll get into what uh, Keeney was alluding to. And if you weren't paying attention, Jimmy G, broken foot, out for the season. That was uh, that was pretty big news. Um, yeah, means that 49ers who were making a nice little playoff push in the NFC there now have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what to do for their third well, starting QB on the season. And this will be interesting because their team is loaded. They're arguably one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, Jimmy G's a... You know, a good game manager, but a yeah. game manager all, all the same. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what route they go down here. Zach, um, was it Brock Purdy? He looked okay coming in. Um, do they stick with him? Do they go after a more experienced guy? Can can the Colts cut Matt Ryan, Pod? And can the Niners somehow jump on that? You know what I mean? Or is this going to open up a discussion where you keep the trade window open for longer? I wonder if that, that might happen. Well, the, I don't know. I, I think... Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan both belong in the category where you do not open that discussion by any team because they're both woeful and yeah. don't deserve to be starting for anyone. And I'd roll with the Purdy. Purdy. Are you, destined, are you destined to be a quarterback if you're named Brock? Is that just sort of how things work these days? Or Colt? It seems like <laughs> the most fucking American names. Anyway, to a... To a uh, hold on. <laughs> Fuck, I should have had this teed <laughs> He had an ankle injury. Where is he? Tua Tagovaga. Yeah, he came up to me and tried to give me the old Tua Tag, whatever you <laughs> pronounce his last name. <laughs> Not being prepared was still no. worth putting that drop in. Uh, it's one of the great drops. Yeah, it was interesting. I remember at the time of recording that was seen as a. I don't want. I don't want Tua. Come on, tried to offload Tua to me. Imagine that would have been a good deal in the end. He's had a great year. Mm. So if only the DFF had a different rule on trading. Um, yeah, so ankle injury, uh, I didn't catch this one. Is this a serious one? Is it just one to monitor? Puts him in the questionable category? Certainly one to monitor. Um, initial fears where he could miss a couple of weeks here. So um, with Camo, obviously Camo, one more week to go, he's probably locked into a playoff spot, but it's that first week of playoffs. He'd rather roll tour out than, than Matt Ryan, I reckon, is his next option. So could be uh, could be a big news for him. For sure. Lamar Jackson uh, left the game with a knee injury, didn't come back in, and he's now considered week to week, but not season ending. So was it an MCL sprain or a knee sprain in some capacities? So not great for a QB who, you know, gets the bulk of his scoring on rushing. Um, so that's one to no. monitor there. But but again, I mean, for you, you've got you've got two weeks where you don't need him and you need him ready in three weeks. So there's every chance that he takes the next two weeks off and he comes back for that first week uh, in the fantasy plus for you, Ben. So, um, if, and we'll get, and we'll probably touch on it now, but it could have been way worse with Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure if you, uh, he caught that, but oh, that looked I did. like he broke his leg, he snapped his leg in half and he did his ACL and MCL. Yeah, that, uh, that did not look good. Um, and another QB who a lot of people, I know he's sort of like a sneaky good rushing QB. Uh, doesn't get spoken about an awful lot with Trevor. So to see him get wrapped up like that from, yeah, it just wasn't a pretty sight. And then he, that was just before halftime, and then he came running out of the tunnel and looked Amazing. all good and then finished the game off. It was fucking bizarre. Um, one of your players, Keeney, has just been 
a much maligned player for the grouse this season. That's Matthew Stafford with a spinal contusion out for the season. Now, well, he's had spine issues uh, for quite some time, all the way back to Detroit, didn't he? He did have a broken back there at Detroit at one point. I did call this, gents, little crystal ball. I did say there's a good chance they might shut Matty Stafford down, given how shit their team is. Um, so no real surprise here that that's happened. My biggest concern going forward is, is this the end of Matty Stafford's career? He's won a Super Bowl. Does he need to do much else here? Does Aaron Donald hang it up? Does Matt Stafford hang it up? Does McVay go to TV? It could be an absolute shit show in LA. What's uh, the domino? Surprise. I'm not saying it'll happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if he said that's enough for me. What's the domino effect in all of that? If it, is it McVay leaving that then makes the other two maybe reconsider? Is it uh, probably Donald probably the other way around? Donald leaving? It's probably that's a big one. I think Donald's a good chance to retire. Like he he spoke about it at the end of last year after winning the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just a guy like Stafford, he's sort of achieved what he wanted to achieve. Um, their team is in real trouble financially, and well, I said talent isn't there now. When with a few injuries, this is what happens. I mean, yeah, I could I could just see it. They would, uh, yeah, they would be fifty five and a half million dollars in the hole in um, dead money or if, negative cap money if he was to be cut next year. So retiring, I know they've got to come to some sort of mutual agreement payout clause. But- if, uh, with that said, if anyone wants to trade for him within the next five days, hit me up because I'm all for it. <laughs> You're fucking selling him. That's great. Uh, Kenneth Walker was another one. He had an ankle injury that uh, seemingly was yeah, an ankle innocuous. This one, a strain, strain in his. Like, actually, yeah. no, it wasn't. It was a strain in his foot, not an ankle yeah. sprain, is what it came out with in the end. So, yeah, bit of a strange one there. Can um, I, um, whilst uh, just before we finish, or do you want to finish? Cortland Sutton hamstring. I don't think it's there too we go. serious. Though. We finished. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, you've already touched on. But yeah. I just want to go back to Lamar Jackson, Benny, because he's one that we've come to know as one of the top players at the position in all of fantasy football. Came out of the blocks blazing. QB7, QB1, QB1, 20, 42, 39. Since then, his average is about QB14 on mm-hmm. the year. Not, not including the weekend where he got injured. And in those eight games, eight total touchdowns. So I know you said I'll have, um, hopefully he sits for a couple of weeks and then you get him for week 16 and 17 in the fantasy playoffs. Would you be locked in at starting him? No, um, definitely not. In, in fact, two weeks? funnily enough, this week I was umming and ahhing over whether playing Trevor with the better matchup over Lamar. That's where he's at. Um, to be honest, which is also like, I mean, you're doing a good job of trying to sell your uh, Huntley stocks right now by talking up this offense. But um, yeah, they're, I mean, they've got no wide receivers. When Rashad Bateman went down after they traded Hollywood, uh, their line hasn't been as good this year. Andrews has had a, you know, downward tick this season. Yeah, he missed three games. It just hasn't been a season that's been firing for the Ravens and they're still sort of managing to to get it done. Running back situation's been a bit all over the shop with Dobbins not firing. So, yeah, look, he's definitely un, well and truly underperforming and, yeah, he's sort of just sitting as a, as a middling QB as opposed to the game winner that he should be. And if I'm – if I want to make up a theory here, I don't know, you like theories or crystal balls. What if 
Lamar goes, you know what? I'm going to sit out the season. You owe me a contract. Over to you guys. Let's see how you go without me. A, making the playoffs, B, in the playoffs. And if, if you don't like what you see, then maybe pay up. What if it goes the reverse uh, way Correct. that it did for Russ leaving Seattle and Gino just fucking making it be more obvious that it was more on Russ than it was on the Seahawks at the time? Could absolutely yeah. backfire on him. Yep. Interesting times in uh, Baltimore. Sure is. Uh, any thoughts on that, Hod, or move on? No, I mean, I'd love that theory to come to fruition. They might give the young fella a little go and uh, see that Lamar didn't uh, offer too much more than what Tyler can. But uh, no, it is. You're spot on, though, with the offense. It's um, There's not much there to, to help Lamar, to be honest, um, with the receivers going down. And Andrew's been a little bit injured. So mm. All right. Anyway, that's, that's we'll, why you brought in Brady. That's it. Brady and Trevor without the broken knees, a handy little uh, insurance play going into the playoffs. But let's talk about top scores. We, uh, we've just wrapped up today, week 13, which saw the OJ's legal team just topping the top score for the week, getting the cash with 154.72. And he did it convincingly, didn't he, Keeney? Yeah, it was never in doubt, Jack, uh, <laughs> you bastard. Uh, for those that didn't watch... Chris Godwin scored at the end and uh, got his touchdown taken away, which was the difference. But uh, interesting stat here. Well done to Jake, by the way, who's, by the way, just maybe not going under the radar, but just humming along mm-hmm. beautifully. That bet is uh, going down the wire hot. At best, you can draw it. Um, but uh, with uh, Jakey boy, interesting stat. It's his first top score since week one of the opening game of our league. Wow. Has not top scored since the first week of the league. So there you go. Celebration vibes about it. He did win the league that year, but uh, anyway, there you go. There you go. Uh, And we will also congratulate Camo for his week 12 top score, which saw him get a score of (laughs) 182.02, which I'm pretty sure is his top score ever franchise, best franchise score. Am I right, Keeney? Correct. And what a a week to do it. Against Jim, division on the line, playoffs on the line. That's what it's all about. Pow, pow, chicken and shrimp. And uh, <laughs> fuck those hoes up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll move off the news and move into everyone's favourite segment, which is the... It hasn't been around for a while, but a bit of grapevine action. And uh, this one sees just a league member reaching out to us and uh, just putting another league member on blast here. Keeney? Well, I know we said off the record, Hod, <clears throat> but... On the record, I'm handing this over to you, mate, because you, if you want to go hard here and name names, that's on you, but I don't feel too comfortable with it. But it's over to you, mate. What, what do you want to do with this information? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the onus back on you all in the league. If you bring shit trades to someone, be prepared to be outed. And that's what happens. We're a worldwide production. And people want this aired out there. So now let's let's just clarify here because um, trades are subjective at the best of times. What what constitutes a shit trade? Well, <laughs> without naming names, um, why don't I just run you through it and then you can probably understand? So, one of our league members who has. A running back that hasn't hasn't performed very well this year. 
wears a golden black uniform. Um, Age. What? Age. Just marking. How old's the running back? Oh, late 20s. Late you 20s. know, get, get yeah. out there. In jail um, next year or could, out of jail? Could be anyone. That's a great question. Now, that is the only player on this side of the ball. Okay. Offered for one of the highest wide receivers drafted last year. Huge dynasty upside. To what team? Um, they're blue. And then the we've got we've got a <laughs> chef running back, brother of another chef, <laughs> also plays for a blue team. And we'll continue the blue theme. A protege. Another running back who has 14 rushing touchdowns on the season. And not only that, throw in a 2023 second in a power draft. Now, boys, the wide receiver we first mentioned is worth more than the one player thrown in this. Then you add in two other players and a very, very healthy pick. Now, the bloke who received this trade is very uh, humorous, very humorous man. And I'm going to read you a little message that came my way about this. This is the calculator he's using. Not sure how they come up with the points, but last time I checked, so-and-so ain't dying and I'm not the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> so, there's some strong words. I, I reckon the league can... Probably put two and two together about who's oh. who, but let's leave it subjective for now, Ben. But if oh. you throw shit out, be prepared to be outed on this platform. And that's all I have to say well, on it, I think. The the best part about this trade is the three players is over the top. Over the top for the running back at question here. But then I, how does it you then go, you know what, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. Throw a 2023 20, second on top and maybe we'll get the deal done. But it's it's a staggeringly one-sided trade. I know calculators don't – it's not a perfect science, but what, on your little calculator, Hod, how, how one-sided is this? Well, I told you. It's, I've checked on two, and the wide receiver alone is worth more than the running back offered. So I don't think we need to go any further than that. And then the 2023 20, second is obviously pretty healthy. So um, yeah, just it's, great finds back. It's a it's an interesting it's an interesting one, and oh, I know and and Ben, you're probably in the same boat. When you have these 26, 27, 28 year old running backs, they're not they're not easy to sell, um, and they're not easy to get what you think is perceived correct value back for them because they're good players in their own right, um, and they probably a lot of them used to be stars fantasy wise, and you think, well, I need a ransom, I need a big haul back for that player because he's a star. In reality, in a year and a half's time, they're going to be 29. And from a dynasty point of view, not worth a great deal. So it's always a delicate time. Well, the timing around trading these guys is really delicate. Um, and sometimes you just got to got to come to terms with the fact that, A, you might not get much for them or as much as you want, or you might just end up with them on your roster for the long haul. Yeah, exactly right. I think... Uh... It's, it's you just got to have a certain decision of what what am I willing what's the lowest I'm willing to sell a particular player for, and am I at a certain point just better off either selling low or beyond my lowest or just holding on forever? But yeah, I, I think just, you're right in that it is hard to sell. Um, it's actually much harder to sell, especially when more people have the same style of strategy as well, and then fewer teams are trying to 
go all in and win, so you've got less buyers and, yeah. And and probably without giving away too much more, we've probably given away enough, but the one thing that sort of irritates me a little bit with this one is that the, the direction of both teams, are it doesn't make sense with this trade. The, yeah. the person getting the good running back isn't looking to get better instantly. It doesn't make sense for them. And they're, why would they sell all their good young assets off for the old running back? It doesn't really make much sense for a trade. So not surprised this was sent through to our offices. So what you're saying is do a little bit of uh, investigating into what the other team may want and maybe pitch it at that. Uh, pitch your yeah, I mean, starting offer around there. Because otherwise you'll just, A, the trade won't get done, and B, you'll get a reputation of not giving a fuck about the person you're trading with and you won't ever get a trade done. Yep. All right, we'll, we'll move on. We don't want to spend too long on this. We'll uh, we'll just quickly touch on Manny threw some talking points out there in the uh, league chat, so we just thought we'd uh, we'd fly through them since we're sort of covering a couple of weeks' worth here. First one is that uh, surely the Park City Lions get ranked in the 12th spot in the power rankings after the lowest score of the week, and that is true. My lowest score uh, in quite some time. I haven't gone back. I, I reckon it would have been probably the first season where I would have rivaled a score of 68, but lowest score in the entire league this week, and I reckon you're right, Manny, deserving of a number 12 spot in the power rankings. We didn't send the well, form out. Um, lowest score ever by a mile. Your lowest score before that was 88. So Yeah, okay. Um, and that was week five in uh, in year one, but there was a stunning uh, drop in performance. I don't know really what happened outside of... Lamar getting injured didn't help, but uh, it probably bit. was just a bit of a perfect... I mean, I, I look back over the scores and games and things like that. It was a bit of a perfect recipe for my team just shitting the bed all at once. So you had yeah. uh, Deshaun come back and that offense looked rusty as fuck um, and just didn't really get much going. So that affects a couple. You had uh, Garoppolo breaking his foot. That affects you know 75% of my roster since I seem to have every 49ers <laughs> player uh kelsey had probably one of his worst games in a very long time jeff wilson game script pretty much Mm. meant that they just couldn't run the ball and also to the browns when their defense is scoring three touchdowns they don't really need to do a lot on offense at that point so there's just a lot Mm. of uh weird game script and things and look if this is when i'm gonna rip out my worst possible score and everyone underperforming at the same time i'll gladly go 90 points under my projection in week 13 when I've already got playoffs on the horizon. No, exactly right. It's like everyone goes through a shit week. You might as well all have it at once and in a dead rubber where you didn't really care about the result. It's not a bad not a bad uh, scenario for you. The only the only thing, uh, which we haven't touched on yet, Ben, is that uh, all good things must come to an end, mate. The uh, the streak of 12, a new record for the league. But, uh, so does that mean you go undefeated? So, so am, is am that I a the... good thing? Am I the 2,000 Bombers now rather than the 07 well, Patriots, which is probably a good omen? That's better for you. I was going to say, you're happy in a way. You're happy you got the loss out of the road, or what's what's yeah, the overarching look, feeling? There was there was a bit of cockiness going around in the locker rooms. They just need to be brought back to earth a little bit. I think uh, I think it's come at a good time. Second last. It, well, actually, did the Bombers lose in the last round of the season yeah. in 2000 or second last? Last round. No, it was I thought it was second one to the Dogs, wasn't it? I thought it was. I thought that. I was thought the it was last second round. last because that nah. would that'd be pretty uncanny if it was Colonial Stadium. And oh. you might play the Demons in the grand final. Shit. <laughs> oh, <You> wow. <laughs> I, I heard you just say, um, you know, bring the boys back down to earth and the confidence was sky high. I know where the confidence has gone. It's gone straight to the man that's throwing these points out 
these sensible haircuts are now loud haircuts because he's his hubris is growing day by day. This guy, and I don't like it. Are you saying there could be a little cheeky mullet on the horizon or maybe a little racing stripe down the side of the hair? Just getting real nonsensible. Or yeah, well, he needs, never. He needs, he needs a bit more flash than that sensible haircut he's got. I just but, had a... Uh, I had a quick look. 2,000 Bombers lost in round 21 to the Dogs. This is... I'll take that over the 07 Patriots because we know how that ended. How's that for some AFL triv? Amazing. Shit. We're going to ride that all the way now. Uh, some other talking points here uh, from Manny. Jake to beat the whole Sonny Weaver Jr. division. Bet pays out a week early. Now, I'm not sure no. if he's got the bet a bit confused. It's not off playoff seedings, uh, Manny. I think it was just straight wins and right now a push... Uh, is very much on the cards. This is what I'm talking about, confidence. It's going straight to the head, and he's getting bets wrong. Well, it was definitely wins. It was, and Ben plays Jake this week, so a good chance uh, to level it up. And obviously, I think both. I think this could be Jim, Camo, and Jake all finishing on eight wins. I reckon. So no, so Jake's already oh, on. Be... Jake's already on nine wins, so he's so a win come ahead. Up with Jake on nine. Yeah, so it's uh, he'd need for this to be and a push. Jim. You'd need Jake to lose to me, and you'd need one of Jim or Camo to win, which yeah, is very much on right, the cards. He's right in the sense that I don't think you can't win this bet, can you? No, no but sure. a push yeah. push is still on the cards. Uh, Jim edges past Tim in the sixth seed, and we'll Ooh. get to that in our playoff seedings. Papa finally cracks 100 points for the season uh, with one thousand, round to go. 1,000. 1,000, sorry. Yeah, 1,000 total points. That's uh, we'll, we'll get to the lottery seedings too in a little bit. Is that is that fair income? Was he taking the piss? Surely he has to be. Because that's, that's 76 points a week. That, that can't be right. Well, boys, no, he's right. shut thousand, up one, for a second because I haven't hit 1,000, so just calm yeah, down. 1,038 points he's on. He's just what cracked. Hod, this is better. Hod watch for a thousand. Are you going to crack a thousand this season? You got to score 65. 65 points. Yeah, I'll get there. I've got Huntley in. You got too many QBs now. I know. I'm nervous. A plethora. Um, Wait, who do you play? Hold on. Who do you play? Jim. Oh, I was going to say, if you played Camo, would you even want to win? Fuck up your own bet. What have been funny? Have I got Jim? Yeah, I got Jim. No, I got Camo. Oh. <laughs> nice. Hey, I'm projected over 100, boys. Ooh, a little bit older. No. <laughs> just reading the rest of uh, of Manny's thoughts here, and he's just some real low blow. I'm with you, Hod. He's just this, this energy's just gone to his head a bit. Here he is going, he's picking out players' injuries. He's getting stuck into Lamar for having a knee injury. It's just real low blow sort of shit. This one's kind of funny, though, if you want to read it. You read it. <laughs> All right. I'm not um, for it. Ben renames his team to the acronym PCL in honor of Lamar's injury. <laughs> uh, did he get diagnosed with a PCL, did he? I thought it was just a knee sprain, but... I think it just helps his joke. Manny's right. Yeah, he can say what he wants right <laughs> now because he's winning the league. Um Keeney, I'll just carry on here, yeah, shall go. I? Keeney's quarterback room loses another as Baker may... Field offers from other franchises. I don't know what language that was, but I do know he May, loves it when I slow the puns down. Mayfield offers is uh, Mayfield offers. You paused for yeah. too long and it threw you off. 
That's a shitty ass. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh, not to mention the streak comes to an inglorious end with a 60-point belting. Um, not sure what he's the Johnny United's big heads man. after this week. Jesus. What do you mean? You're not sure what he's He scored about. 127 points and the guy's on a... Like, he thinks he's on a tear. Anyway, let's move on to playoff seating, shall we? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So, number one and two seed to the Park City Lions and the Grouse. Uh, that is locked in going into the last round of the season. The number three seed, this is where it gets juicy because locked at eight and four at uh, this division sees the San Diego Demons just ahead by points against the Gym City Stallions. Fair few points, about 102 points uh, to the Demons. So Jim can't catch him on points. So really it comes down to to lock up this three seed. Camo has to win. Um, sorry, Camo just has to see Jim lose to sew up the three seed. Um, if Camo loses, he needs to see Jim lose as well. So Jim needs a Camo loss and a win. Uh, a bit more to go his way for that three seed. Uh, the number four seed is locked in. I don't think there's any way that the OJ's legal team can move out of this spot. They're sitting nice and healthy on nine and four. The only two teams that could match that have less points and the third seed would usurp the fourth spot there. So Jake's locked in there, Hod. Just quietly, we should not gloss over this for Jim. He's currently projected with an 88 versus the DFF 96 because he's got... Corderell, Aaron Jones, and Paris Campbell, three starters on a bye, and there ain't much coming in for them. The, there's the likes of either Kenyon Drake or Gus Edwards, Tuba Hubbard, Arvin Jones, Corey Davis. Yeah, he's, well, in, he's in a bit of strife, and I think he's, he's even... also got uh, Randall Cobb, Robert Tonyan, Aaron Rodgers also on bye. The, the best part about this hod is that the... the the great trades that Jim made the Juwan last Johnson. few weeks, which was Juwan, Juwan Johnson. Who else did he bring in? Samuel and Paris Campbell. They're all on by when he needs them most. Mm. Ten players he has out of his 25 on by. That was – that's a bi-pocalypse. Not, not only does it does – But it, it's a um, self, it's self-imposed bi-pocalypse. He brought in 50% of them. Yeah. But not only does this make it very interesting with uh, him and Timos, who – Let's get into who's in the hunt here. Timos is 12 points behind Jim. None of these players care about a win. They just need points. We'll just quickly so mention that the fifth seed is also locked in with the United, Johnny United's haircuts. Points-wise, yeah. so seeds one, two, four, and five, all locked in. It's really three and six that are that are in play here. Yep. And um, so Timos, just 12 points behind. Now, he has a similar sort of setup. I think you'll find, Hod, in terms of uh, the bye weeks this week. He's got um, Brian Robinson, who's been going okay. Alan Lazard, Michael Pittman, Kamara and Claypool, all on by as well. Um, so that's why for mine, ladies and gents, at 67 points behind, Thais Stephen is not Bradbury. out of it. He is not out of it. He needs a 150, I reckon, and he needs a couple of 70 burgers out of uh, Jim and Tim. But who are, the, who are the Bengali playing? Well, who cares? If they go off and Chase and Higgins and Burrow go nuts... He's got a 150 in him somewhere. That's not, it's not over. That's why I care, Katie. It's very important. 
Isn't it, isn't it exciting to watch? And let's yes. not also discount that also just hanging around in the hunt there is the DFF just sitting 294 points off the pack, uh, just chasing down that six seed. So keep on fighting, DFF. Well, do you know what will be the most interesting thing? We, we know the DFF had a I – th- I can't remember, but I think the bet was over under seven and a half wins. I'm not sure if that was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I'm pretty sure it was because yep. I mentioned it every week on the pod. <laughs> but um, interestingly <laughs> enough, this week, if you actually look at his, um, his record in this league and the redraft league, he needs one more win to combine for over seven and a half wins in both leagues. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he went under eight wins in two leagues combined. Oh, that's uh, that's a very DFF sort of move. I I'm going to be watching that very closely now. So that's the playoff seedings right now. It's really the uh, the two Sunny Weaver Junior teams battling it out, which also has implications for that sixth seed there. Very interesting watch. Ah, oh, very very interesting week ahead, uh, gents. And I tell you, the one thing we've basically got. Uh, Jake and Manny locked in week one of the playoffs. That that's locked in, gents. Oh, because four plays five. Match. Four yeah. plays five. That'll be the matchup. So <sighs> that's, that's, a, that's a tasty little first game, isn't it? And then it's we could see a little rematch of uh, Camo and Jim as well. So a tasty first week awaits, but uh, we shall see. It's going to be a good week this week too. Absolutely. Isn't it, awesome. um, isn't it just nice to see the best division in world sport have two representing in the playoffs. There's a chance. There is a chance as opposed to three, but uh, let's not get into that. That's absolutely ironclad locked in. Uh, Also looking ahead, and I know it's based off their current lineups, but the first week of the playoffs right now has Manny with a projected score of 148 and Jake with a 131. Uh, That will be a very exciting matchup just to look forward to there. And yeah, we'll get to that. I guess we'll get to that next week. But he's got some the, the curse of having too many good players for Jake. He's got that the decisions with like Pollard and Elliot, um, Najee Harris. He's got they're all in good form. They're all playing well. Who does he start? At the moment, Pollard's probably a better start than Zeke, but it's a, it's a tough one. But anyway, he'll he'll figure it out. The fantasy gods will tell him what to do. That's right. He'll have to pray to them every night. I'm sure he already has uh, started that well and truly this season. Let's move to the other end of the spectrum here. Uh, And I'm not talking about DFF. I'm talking about the lottery seedings here with pick one. Right now, as it stands, if the season was to end, sees Hod just securing the highest chance of this uh, pick one lottery. Uh, I don't know, Keeney, if you've got the percentages there off the top of your head that you could reel off, but I'll reel off where the current standings are. It's Hod at pick one. About 50 max points off, roughly, is Papa with pick two. Scoot seeing out pick three. And the DFF with pick four there. And then Tim and Thais with pick five and six. Now, that's just where the teams currently are. Who actually holds these picks? Hod, Papa, you hold your own pick. Is that correct? Yep. And... Matt has Scoots. Yep. Matt has DFF or DFF has his own? Odd. Odd has DFF. Odd has DFF. Interesting. And oh, yeah. Matt owns Tim and his own pick there as well. So do you want to get real excited here, Hod? Maybe not. But with the little combo of one and four at the moment, you've got a just over 50% chance of landing the number one pick. So a little uh, casino coin flip. Better. It's a bit Better of an uh, Anzac Day two-up situation. Correct. So a very valuable number. They're, they're always valuable, Hot. 
But I'd be very surprised if he did jag the number one pick. I don't think he'll be moving it for uh, a little slide back with the DFF this year, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll uh, no, Kenny Pickett. myself to that again. Although, you never know. You never, you just never know. But if you do slide back, try and trade back into it on the night if you can. Yeah, maybe for some more cap. Keep them guessing, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's plenty to go down. Probably more uh, variations to take place, I'd say, in those lottery seedings going into the last week. But just having a quick look back, I know 50 points doesn't seem like a lot in the max point game, um, but I just looked back the last, what, a month and a half, and Hod... You and Papa both put up very similar max points for. So I kind of see this as almost a lock for the highest uh, lottery seed pick there. Papa had a 118 this week max points. You had uh, a 121. So, you know, you're actually producing very similarly. In fact, you had a difference of 0.22 actual score this week. So your teams are pretty much on the same page. This one's completely out of left field, which is how I like to operate. Love it. But if you're if you're Papa, is it is it worth now? No, don't say trade it to me. But is it worth trading Justin Fields to a contender and try and cop like a thirty this week to get a better chance at the number one seed? Odd. Oh, I think you're opening a real can of worms Ooh. here. <laughs> Are you after Fields? Is that what you're saying? Nah, I'd love him. Nah, I would yeah. like him. Yeah. Isn't better, this... than the, better than the other QBs offering me. Now, ben, a... I know you said our max points have been similar, but I'm I'm a little bit nervous. I didn't have Tyler Huntley. I didn't have the <laughs> likes of two quarterbacks, let alone three. It's <laughs> a good point. That's true. It's a real good point. So how far, so you're 50, 50 behind? 50 points. And the DFS far enough away from Scoot, that's not going to change. I think they seem to have Scooter a lock in. It's just you two, isn't it? Yeah, that was like 100 points, I think. Okay, so it's always an exciting time of the year. And as we know, a very, very exciting draft. Obviously, Thais has got, um, you know, a a pretty decent chance at um, some nice picks as well as he's going to have two or three outside the lottery as well. Um, So he's looking to load up. But uh, as always, very interesting going forward with that. Just off the top of your head, what's what's the pick three, five, and six add up to for the number one? Is that Thais? Yep. 24%. Mm. And, and what's Papa just sitting there at number two right now? He stands to... 25%. Okay, so slightly better chance than where Thais is with all of those pickaroonies. Mm. Uh, well, plenty to go down in the final week. Plenty of implications, both playoff seeding-wise and lottery seedings. But uh, probably the biggest watch, I would say, the one that's going to have my eyes glued to sleep of the most is just the scoring potential of Jim and Tim. I think that 12 points difference between them for that potential six seed, I think the chance of uh, them struggling to field a strong lineup this week is just going to make that a fascinating watch there. So... Watch, uh, watch this space going into the final week of the 2022 regular season. What about you, boys? Keeney, what are you looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to how many trades Camo's going to make at the deadline. His team is primed. Put up a 180 a couple of weeks ago. I think he thinks he's a real sniff this year, and I don't blame him. I don't know how many bullets he's got in the chamber to fire... 
but he'll find a way to uh, get those slippery digits going, I reckon. So, looking forward to that. Fire off some with his big P-Rine. I'll tell you what else I'm looking forward to. Being able to fucking speak next week. So, apologies for the the, uh, the, uh, the throat, but uh, I'll no. let you uh, have a gag with that one. You, you, <laughs> hey! <laughs> You're giving off some Richard Mercer vibes, I reckon. It's uh, it's not too bad. Jesus. Dick gag Mercer. <laughs> oh, God. Now, I I am excited. Now, you've gone to this AFL trade draft party, which just gets me excited for when we have our draft party again for this league, Keeney, because you might bring a new element to the table, and it's not the vid. But, Benny, I think I've got the name of this episode. It's Bionos, Pionos, and Bongiorno. <laughs> oh, any sign off or we're we just stopping on that? Podcast over now. Podcast over now. Oh, you bastard.